Good morning for Monday, November 1st, 2010. This is the New York Times Audio Digest, presented by Audible. Here's what's on the front page today, closing appeals made for a Tuesday vote. Donor groups lay the groundwork for a 2012 fight, and bomb plot shows key role played by intelligence. In today's national headlines, change is again the byword, but Boehner may be its new face. And young voters fault Obama for a fall-off. In today's business news, awaiting the Fed's plans, markets are in limbo. Imclone ex-chief embarks on a new biotech venture, and Spielberg and DreamWorks are revving up the magic machine anew. There will be more business stories along with more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Ross Douthat. Now from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is written by Jeff Zeleny. It's titled, Closing Appeals Made for Tuesday Vote. Republicans made their closing argument on Sunday for capturing control of Congress, assailing President Obama as a champion of wasteful and excessive government, and Democrats countered that returning power to Republicans would empower corporations and the wealthy with disastrous results for middle-class Americans. Obama and Vice President Joseph Biden converged on Ohio in hopes of rekindling the passion Democrats displayed two years ago in sending the pair to the White House. But Representative John Boehner, who is poised to become Speaker if Republicans win the House, offered a rebuttal as he crisscrossed the state, warning voters not to be taken in by familiar promises of changing Washington. Washington hasn't been listening to the American people. I think it's been disrespecting the American people. Boehner said, firing up Republicans in Columbus. He flashed a sign of confidence, saying, We're going to have a big night on Tuesday night, a really big night. Republicans are positioned to reach or surpass the number of House seats they picked up in 1994, according to strategist and independent analyst, when the party gained 54 and ended four decades of Democratic dominance in the House. The ranks of vulnerable Democrats deepened, with House seats in Connecticut, Maine, and Rhode Island becoming susceptible to a potential Republican wave that could exceed the 39 seats needed to win control. Democrats clung to hope that they could hold on to the Senate by at least a seat or two. As the White House prepared for widespread losses on Tuesday, it sought to minimize the political damage to the party and to Obama's re-election chances in two years by urging its supporters to work even harder to help narrow the gap in tight races. In two days, you have a chance to once again say, yes, we can, Obama said at a rally in Cleveland, reprising the theme of his 2008 campaign. Former President Bill Clinton began a nine-state sweep to help preserve the Democratic majority, rallying voters along the eastern seaboard from Maine to Florida. The focus on Democratic-leaning states, including congressional races in New York and Connecticut, along with governor's races in Maine and New Hampshire, underscored the degree to which Democrats are almost entirely on defense against Republicans at a time when the unemployment rate remains stubbornly high and the nation is deeply divided over issues like health care. The most expensive congressional contest in the country's history, with a price tag of nearly $4 billion, drew to a close with a presidential-style deployment of troops from Alaska to Florida intended to get out the vote even though more than half of Americans participating in the election have already cast early ballots. Few states were spared a last barrage of television advertisements, many of which featured Republicans trying to capitalize on the suggestion of change. In California, the Republican candidate for the Senate, Carly Fiorina, said, We can change Washington, but not unless we change the people we send there. In Nevada, 
The Republican nominee for the Senate, Sharon Angle, said, They promised change. Now it's our turn. In New Jersey, a Republican candidate for Congress, John Runyon, declared, If you're tired of the way this country is run, then let's change the people who run it.